We are joined by Brian Zenzen today. He's our human resources guy because someone had an issue about a little bit of a light criminal past. Just a smidge, right? Until <laughs> right. you found out how much that bar tab was. Plus, speaking of bar tabs, we have a trash flash that was good and misconnections of people breaking law. A lot of yeah. lawbreakers on the show today. There was, wasn't there? It doesn't always happen like that. It's not a reflection on us. Not at all. But mm. you'll hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. All right, we are playing Win the Interns Lunch right now because we don't have any interns and we don't know where the ones that we do have are. Mm -hmm. We've used Brian Riley to stand in for our intern today. Not an intern. No, not by any means. Dude, great guy. That's why I feel like I need to, you know, clarify that that we're not we're not considering him an intern for Pete's sake. All right, we got Emily ready to play on the phone this morning. Emily, what are you up to right now? Oh, just got to work. All right. Well, Emily, here's how this works. Uh, We asked Brian Riley some questions about the weather, heat mostly. And you just got to tell us if he gets them right or wrong. Uh, you just got to get best two out of three, okay? Sounds good. All right. The first question we asked him, what is the hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth? Will he get that right or will he get that wrong? Wrong. You think he'll get it wrong? Well, there's right. no hesitation. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Must be a fan of the show. All right. Here we go. Where was the hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth? Okay. Well, it would have to not be... Oh man! See, this is—is is humidity count as heat? No, we're talking straight temperature, not heat index. All right, so I would say the land where Undertaker's from, Death Valley. Right, that's not a land. That's actually just an area. <laughs> is that? Oh, so I got. That's oh. still wrong. Is that? Well, are you sure? Well, hold on, hold on. It's a land. Okay. Not so. It's the Mojave Desert. At least a desert. I have here now. I've gotten conflicting <laughs> reports on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Furnace Creek, California. Yeah, that's what I said. 134 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. The hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth. So Furnace Creek is the answer. You could have just said I was wrong. He's got- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh- <laughs> yeah, he wrong. He wrong, wrong. Man, I didn't even know. But I thought, there was- I thought one time 136 was recorded in like... Somewhere in the Middle East somewhere. Yeah, I, I thought the Middle East got a lot hotter than yeah. like Cutter. I, I just I got to go by what Google says. Okay. All right. But you got it. You guessed that he would get it wrong. He got it wrong. So you just got to get one more, okay? All right. The second question is, what was the coldest temperature ever recorded on Earth? Where? Will he know that? He might know that one. He might know where it was recorded? All right. Let's see. Where was the coldest temperature ever recorded on Earth? It's got to be Lake of the Woods, right? You ever been up there in the middle oh. of wintertime ice fishing? Woo! Sing! Uh, okay. That, no, you're wrong. No, <laughs> that, no, that was my guess. That was you my don't guess. play around and win the interns' lunch. No, I, okay. Uh, my honest guess would, I mean, have to be the South Pole, Antarctica, right? Like, it would have to do a city. That'd be my guess. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you Antarctica. I would say quick. Antarctica. Vostok, Antarctica is the coldest temperature. You want to guess what it was? Oh. Is it Fahrenheit or Celsius? And do Fahrenheit. Negative uh, 78. No. I was going to guess like 123. You're close, Wood. Negative 128.6 degrees. Yeesh. Sounds like a vacation destination. Man, you did it. What would that feel like? Negative 120. You would die instantly. Pretty quickly. I mean, it's not a long circling of the drain on that one. <laughs> but you did it. You got two out of three, so you've already won the intern's lunch. Would you like to try and go for a clean sweep? Sure. All right, we asked Brian, how many countries have the Sahara Desert? Are they like a part of the Sahara Desert? How many countries? Gosh. Um, he'll probably get that one wrong. You think you'll get it wrong? All right, let's see. Now, you've already won his lunch. This one's just for funsies. Here we go. The Sahara <laughs> Desert goes across how many countries? Oh, God, I don't even know where the Sahara Desert is. All right. <laughs> what's, what's the one in Nevada? What's that one called? 
Uh, Death Valley, like that. Oh, I thought that was an area. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that would only go across one country, then, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's north countries. So, this is so. Why are these so hard? Hey, not my problem, man. All you gotta do is throw out a number. <laughs> I'm gonna say ten because I have no idea what other number I can do. I don't know. It sounds like an even number. That's right. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Stupidity wins. Stupidity wins. <laughs> How did he get that? That man. could be a show motto. <laughs> Stupidity wins. All right. Well, you did it this morning. You won the intern's lunch. Wonderful. Kelly and Wood. The HR Files is when we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen, to help with your HR questions. Now, Brian, we recorded someone yesterday who wanted to call in and ask you something. So I'm going to play it back for All you. All right. right. And then we'll come back and give them their answer. But here's what she told us. All right. Well, um, a couple years ago, I got really drunk at a bar, and I walked out without paying my tab. It wasn't intentional. I was just so drunk, and, you know, um, I, I just walked out. Okay. Anyways, um, so they found me. I was arrested, and I ended up with a petty misdemeanor. Um, and right now, I'm doing community service. You know, I'm, I'm working it off. I'm almost done. But um, a great job opportunity came up, and I really want it. I don't know. I have the interview. Um if I should just be upfront about it in the interview, or should I just keep working off the community service and, and don't say anything, you know? What what yeah, kind of job are you going for? Is it like kind of a, is it like a career style job or is this just another? No, no, this is for a career. Okay. okay. And, you, and you, yeah. sound, I mean, you sound excited about the job, so it sounds like something you really want. Yes, I am. I'm very excited. I just, I just don't know how to handle this, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, this is why, because we, we have Mike Bryant, you know, from the law office of Brad Sean Bryant on here a lot. And what does he always say? He says, never just take a deal because you never know. Like, it wouldn't may not hurt you now, but down the road, it could. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing, did you hire a lawyer when you did all this or no? Um, yeah, I, I did have a lawyer, but I mean, it was, it was such a small offense, I guess. It wasn't too big of a deal at the time. But I just, it kind of comes off looking like I'm irresponsible, mm-hmm. right? I'm so drunk that I don't even realize that I didn't pay my tab. And um, I just don't want that to, you know, for them to look down on me because of that, right? But then I also don't want to come off as a liar by not talking about it. It's just a double-edged sword right now. <laughs> well, if I, if I may ask, how old are you? Oh, I'm 36. Okay. Oh, wow, so you were 34. Hey, you know, oh, that's no, all right. I'm, just, I'm just saying. Look, I've been there. I'm just saying. I'm surprised that people actually get in trouble, for, like, to the law aspect of things. Because, man, we had tons of walkouts when I yeah. worked, uh, you know, when I was a bouncer at the bar. I mean, it happened a lot. Well, but... unless you had a gigantic tab. How much was the yeah, tab was... when you walked out? Oh, my God. I think it was about 300 and something. Damn. I was buying things for several. <laughs> no, I was buying things for several people, and it wasn't just me, you know, a lush in the bar <laughs> tossing them back. Um, but, you know, they didn't realize I had it paid. So we were all just kind of walked out together. We were just tossed, you know. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. So. I, don't, I don't know what Brian Zenzen's going to tell you to do, but I can tell you, I wouldn't tell him when you had a $300 bar tab. Man, that is bonkers. Unless you're a rapper. I don't know if that's something you really want to be bragging about. Were you drinking Cristal? <laughs> but, you know, hey, hey this, isn't a, this isn't about us. So, I, I, it's an interesting thing because, I mean, this is what Zenzen will be able to help with. I don't know how quickly that drops off your record. Right. And like, Well, that's more of a law question anyway. But, like, how, you know, the background checks and all that stuff go through. So. Yeah. I mean, is it is it a job where, because I don't want you to put any of your business out there, but is yeah. this a job where you have to walk the straight and narrow? I mean, are you like working in law enforcement or, you know, in a lawyer's office or something like that? 
No, it's okay. It's finance. Okay. Um, okay. Wow. Finance I people mean, be drinking, not, though. Yeah, especially right about now, you know, with everything. <laughs> yeah. So they might right. understand. Yeah. This will be interesting because I always feel like I just come out and be like, hey, look, you may see something on my record. Here's what happened. But if you're right. They may think, well, you're... You were 34 getting too drunk at a bar leaving your card behind. No, no, don't you dare judge. I'm not, dude. I, I did it at 44. I'm just saying that. <laughs> there is no judgment here whatsoever. I think I've paid a Kelly but Jordan we tab before. You and I work in a different world. We're not in the real world. You're not wrong. So, Well, Melissa, <laughs> I appreciate you calling in and letting us record this with you. Uh, we'll play this back for Brian Zenzen tomorrow. So be listening uh, right about right around 7 o'clock. We'll have Brian Zenzen in here for the HR files, and uh, he'll answer this for you, okay? Oh, thank you guys so much. If you miss it live on the air, it'll be on the podcast too, okay? Okay, great. Thank you. All right, Brian, you got all, all right. the info? Got it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and hopefully we can give her an answer. Kelly and Wood. We have our human resources guy in here now, Brian Zenzen for the HR Files. Melissa just told us this. A couple of years ago, I got really drunk at a bar and I walked out without paying my tab. That gave her a petty misdemeanor and now she's worried that's going to affect a job she's applying for. What do you think, Brian? All right, well. Is it going to? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so petty misdemeanor, that's probably the like the first good thing to look at on this. Not that leaving the... Bar without paying your tab is a good thing, but uh, a petty misdemeanor typically on a background check isn't going to be a, a deal breaker. Oh, and you don't know that this like this this company might not do background checks to start with. Uh, if she's going into the like a finance position, however, you typically will do a background check with something like that, if depending upon the type of finances that they're handling. We well, don't want a scuzzball handling your money. Yeah, yeah. internally facing, so like here. Uh, we might even run like a credit check on people to make sure, Jeez. like, hey, they're not you want my credit. Hey, no, man. not you. But I'm if someone's some rough years, if there, someone's I'm sorry. handling company, <laughs> if someone's handling company assets, money oh, okay. on a day to day basis, and I can see you want to make sure they don't have larceny charges. You want to make sure they don't have like three mortgages five, or five, six <laughs> different collections that are going on yeah. too. Because generally, you want you want someone handling money to probably have good money sense outside of the workplace. Well, plus, desperate people do desperate things. Absolutely, you right. put them in the wrong situation and things can happen uh you know for her i think it sounds like two years petty misdemeanor you as long as you're in good standing with that charge also i've had background checks run so like let's say this person had a petty misdemeanor and it's not that big of a deal but the background checks run and they have a probation violation they haven't paid their fines they Mm -hmm. missed a court date like those sort of things can show and it's not you know just to say that oh if it is just a petty misdemeanor it's going to be no big deal background checks i know you asked the question would will go typically about seven years i had a buddy of mine who lost a job because his uh, grand theft auto came back on him Really? Yeah. I mean, he stole his own car back from an impound lot. Oh, on right. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, he had to talk to them, and like they took, the, they yanked the job offer, and then when he talked to them and explained everything, they're like, oh, okay, cool. It was a hilarious story, too, so that's probably what he led with. <laughs> now, I have an interesting question that you kind of mentioned there. If, I, let's say I do get popped for something, I do have to do community service. Mm-hmm. Do you, as your, my employer, have to give me time off to do my empl- community service? No. That's oh up. really? You don't have to. Well, you, time off. You can request time off if it's court ordered. So if I do like Habitat Humanity, court ordered, they say you got to show up here, hammer and plaster, bring it. But usually those types of things aren't during the work week, and usually you could probably work with a court to say, 
okay, think about this. Court community service. A lot of the times, people, if you get like a DUI charge, you might have to do weekends or holidays in jail. Right. That. Yeah. But I'm talking like, hey, this is it. Like, I, if I got to give up my weekend, that sucks too. Yeah. Should have been faster, apparently. I guess it's probably, law. you know, you got to deal with the, the consequences of your actions, right? Not um, me, brother. There can be no football in jail. But that's the thing. If you have a charge and you have to do time or you have to do something, you should probably be as forthcoming with your employer as you need to be. Yeah. Now, that's not to say, yeah, we got drunk and beat somebody up at the bar last weekend. I don't know what's going to happen. That's not good for anybody. Yeah. So those aren't those aren't the kind of calls I like to get. So you're telling this one, you don't think it's going to come up. You think she should lie about it. And no, just... no, 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 no. <laughs> I wouldn't lie. That's and I, I wouldn't necessarily even ask during the, the screening process. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do background checks? That's a flag. Mm. And when you sign the offer, and if it says there's a thing about a background check, then you could be forthcoming and say, yeah, I got a petty misdemeanor that's going to be on my record. It happened two years ago. I've met all the, you know, every, anything I need to do. Now, if you've got a felony or something, eh, you know, you might want to be a little bit more forthcoming. But So deny until she gets that job offer, then say, hey, what's up? Sounds you could. Legit. I like could. that. Sounds legit. Yeah, I think she's fine. Yeah. I think she's fine. All right. Well, All right. Cool. We got to the bottom of another one. The HR files of Brian Zenzen. We'll see you next week. See ya. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news. With Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. So this story starts out actually a little bit sad. It's about a U.S. Army sergeant. Uh, his name is Shane Parsons. Now, he was driving. This is back in 2006. He drove over a hidden bomb. Oh. That was designed to cut through metal and protective gear while he was deployed in Iraq. In Iraq, he lost both his legs above the knee and suffered a traumatic brain injury that left him unable to read. He can't write or manage any daily basic living skills like bathing, eating, any of that dressing, anything that we take for granted. Well, the Gary Sinise Foundation helps out a lot of wounded veterans, and they do it in a huge way. So last week, they get a call. From Gary Sinise. Like, that's cool to me that he actually calls these people. Here's his wife talking about it. I felt the buzzing sensation in my pocket, and I looked down, and, and I saw Gary Sinise on it. So they gave him, well, so it's a, they gave him a smart home. Now, this is going to help him with all the daily tasks that he can't do on his own. They didn't go in depth about the technology that it has, but they said this house is going to give him back his independence. And it also empowers him uh, for all the great things that lie ahead for him. And not only did they build this smart home for him, they just gave him the keys to it and said, here is a home for you, 100% mortgage free. Oh, man. The Gary Sinise Foundation even covers the property taxes. I didn't know that. That's amazing. So it's not like, uh, here's a free home, but you're on the hook for these property taxes. Right, here come the bills. Right. They take care of everything. Now, I don't know if that's indefinitely or you know in perpetuity or if it's the first year or whatever. doesn't matter. They still got this smart home and... Shane, who is obviously the the disabled veteran, said, sometimes I just don't feel like I'm deserving of all of this. He said it's still unreal to him. He said, Gary Sinise saying, I'm not just going to give you a hand. I'm going to give you a home and I'm going to give you your life back. He said, I just feel like I'm not even worthy of this. And it's a it's amazing that think about it. He got cast as Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. In the movie, and they, he said that like that opened his eyes right. to like what those kind of people could go through, like people that served our country, take damage, and then come home, yeah. and it's almost like, okay, thanks for everything, appreciate it. Yeah. Here's a wheelchair. Good luck with everything. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's able to, and like you said, he calls them. That's what blew me away. And he, 
I, I've never. I want to learn more about the Gary Sinise Foundation because mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about it. I know that they do a lot of stuff like this, but I wonder. He seems like he's involved in the day to day of it. And I know it really took off after September 11th yeah. uh, as well. But it's not one of these things where he just shows up at a benefit. You know, twice a year and, you know, rubs elbows with some Hollywood people. It seems like he really cares about it. And, hey, I have handicapped people in my my, my family. Now, none of them got hurt in war or anything like that. Thank God. But you don't understand, like, mobility is such a big part of things that we take for granted. Right. Whether or not, and I'm not even talking like going upstairs or running a race or playing golf, something like that. I'm talking like being able to get in in and out of your car. Or or like he said, he can't really even feed himself or get dressed anymore. It's, It's So the fact that you have someone who played a role in a movie and could have just cashed a check and said, hey, yeah, wow, that was Thanks. great, and yeah. gone on your way, but he's done this. Man, hey, he didn't serve, but man, Gary Sinise is an absolute hero. Man, 110%. And I love this story and how awesome that he's doing stuff like this and continues to do stuff mm. like this. I bet a lot of it we don't even hear about, to oh, be honest I'm sure with of it. This but, isn't the first person he's helped. No, but I love hearing about it, man, and I love this story right here, and that's why we do stuff like this, to be a beacon of light in the darkness, Wood. Got to. We'll keep doing it, too, all thanks to Audio Video Extremes. There was your happy hour. We have your trash flash on the way in just a couple of minutes with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Before we get to all that, though. Yes, sir. This irritates me. Okay. I want America to be first in everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yes. So when Canada beats us to the punch on something... That's a rarity, too. Especially when it comes to fast food. This is spitting in our face. Do they have fast food up there? Oh, they do. And the McDonald's in Canada is getting the Mighty McMuffin. I'm listening. Allow me to explain this. The Mighty McMuffin features, uh, of course, egg, cheese, sausage, and a double serving of bacon on the English muffin. Now, is it Canadian bacon? Because you can, I'll skip no, it. No, 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 no. I see it. It looks like American bacon, which, right. fair point on that one. Yeah, because if it's Canadian bacon, that's ham. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm about to give you another food hack, all right? I'm, and everybody listen up, because Wood knows food better than anybody I know. If you go to McDonald's and you get the Egg McMuffin, get the hash brown, rip the hash brown in half and put half of it on the sandwich. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't I mean, you okay me, no, sir? No, it's in, okay. It takes, now, I know there's like these secret items menus at some fast yeah. food joints. Like, I know there's like a McChicken that has like a McChicken and a, a Big Mac. Okay, I never heard of that one. Yeah, I, I think actually the name of it I can't even say on the radio. But there are, there are items that you can get. I'm trying to think of what that would possibly be. I, I'll tell you off air. Can you draw me a picture? No, I mean, it's just like you take a McChicken, you take the little chicken and put it on a Big Mac. Okay. As well. Now, I, that one I've never messed with. These, these aren't really blowing my mind. The, the hash brown, okay, it makes sense. I'm about to come at you. No, because when I have a mouthful of Egg McMuffin, I love to take a bite of my hash brown. That's what I'm saying. Combine it up. Combine it all. Now, it becomes a pretty beefy sandwich, I'll be honest oh, yeah. with you. Nothing wrong with that. But this Mighty McMuffin is easily in the do power of the United States. The double bacon. I'm digging it. And that's what I'm saying. Now, it's uh, going to start off in Canada starting uh, actually yesterday. But I'm upset that we were we didn't get it here first. Cross the border, run for the border. I mean, honestly, but I mean, McDonald's was started here, right? Yes. Why are we trying it over there? Man, what the heck? Maybe they don't think we're ready for it yet. Please, <laughs> there's one thing America's ready for. It's fatty food right away. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you got coming up in the trash flash? I've got a gentleman. You know what? We love healthcare workers, right? Yes, we do. I know we have a bunch listening. Whether or not you're working in the hospital, whatever you do in the healthcare profession, we love you. And the fact you got to put up knuckleheads like this, come on. 
making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. It sure is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes. That's where we're hanging out at North Collier Hospital in Naples, Florida. Now, hospital, that's no joking around no, man. place of business. People's lives are literally on the line. What's a, Come on. At all times. Well, that's when right in the middle of the day, people are in there getting coming in, getting processed and all that, getting their care that they need. Mm-hmm. That's when 53-year-old Louis Sepsi ran in and began screaming at people. After barging into the emergency room, he pushed a patient to the ground. What the hell? When a nurse came up and told him, what's your problem? He then tried to punch her in the head, luckily missed, and then got into a physical altercation with nearby staff. Now, the staff, we got to do something with this guy. We're able to push him into one of their hospital rooms and close the door while they called 911. Now, as they were doing this, old Lewis inside decided, to, you know what? I'm not going quietly. His first step, get buck naked. <laughs> His second step is that is when he pulled a high-pressure water pipe from the wall, sending water everywhere inside the room. As you can imagine, that water started to leak out into the hall where employees were like, hey, what, what is going on in here? When they opened the door, they found Lewis standing there naked, ready for round number two. The good news is, by this time, security had shown up with authorities and they were ready for Lewis on this go-round. One of the responding deputies said, oh, don't worry about this, I got this. Bam! Tased Lewis on the spot. Dang, he's all wet too. Yeah, that couldn't be good, right? (laughs) Give him an extra little jolt there. Uh, The good news is, is after the tase, Lewis was done fighting. They threw on some pants and took him to jail. By the way, the water cost tens of thousands of dollars in damage, according to the hospital. What a jerk. Right. I mean,. Not, not only are you just acting like a knob with this, but these are people that are literally trying to save people's lives in yeah. the other room. Then I got to bust out the mop. And you're acting a fool. I bet you, hey, the cops were like, ah, sweet. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> tase. I, I'd be nervous if I was the cop, though, if I was standing in a puddle of water and then I tried to tase somebody. Ah, rubber soles. Come get me. You're fine. I ah, probably a little lenient on the trigger, though. Once you went down, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, hey, detach. All right, let's give, uh, let's give this one a score, shall we, Wood? Come on. Hey, acting a fool in the hospital... Trashy. No doubt. 200 points trashy, as a matter of fact, if you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have uh, getting naked once they try and lock you in a room and get you under control. Oh, my. If they're not telling you to disrobe, then getting naked in a hospital is trash. I don't even like getting naked when they tell me to get naked. I don't either. Mm. I'm always worried they're judging me. I'm going to keep on my boxers just in case. When I went and got checked for skin cancer, you know, like the dermatologist, I was so embarrassed standing there with my shirt off. I was like, can we go hurry this along? They didn't check the rest? No. Ah. I mean, there's not, there's not much sun getting to my nether regions. Oh, not it, living life to your fullest, I see. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Although when I was a fool, when I was a child and used to go tanning all the time, 
Then there might be some danger down there. Ah, uh, natural. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get, what did I say? Oh, 150 <laughs> points for getting naked at a hospital when them don't tell you to get naked. Having a hard time shaking a naked Kelly out of my mind. <laughs> I bet you are. Oh. <laughs> and then we have the water damage. Man, mm-hmm. that's trashy. No doubt. 200 points trashy for all that. Because, I mean, they got to turn off the water to that oh, area. Oh, Pete's sake. Uh, we're trying to help people here. And then you got uh, getting tased. That's a standard 150 points right there. That's right. Uh, he was arrested. That's 75. Yes, sir. Am I missing something here, Wood? I think that's it. That it? All right. Well, we got a good score for this one right here. We we haven't come close to where you we got what? on Monday. I but. take that back. Throw in a few more points for trying to punch a nurse. What oh, the I didn't even hear you? that part. What's the matter with we'll you? We'll give another 200 for that. That's going to that's gonna crank it up by 200. What a boob. All right. Now, mm-hmm. this score, boy, that ratcheted it up fast. Here we go. Today... Our gentleman acting a fool at the hospital earns himself a whopping 975 points. Trash. Kelly and Wood. All right, it's now time for Minute to Win It. We are joined by Brian Riley. Mm. We come up with a category. we got to come up with things in that category. The last person to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off wins. Yes, sir. And what are we doing today, Wood? Hey, it's still going to be hot across the Midwest today. Sure is. Ice cream flavors. Perfect. Come on now. All right. I, uh, ice cream. I'm not a big dessert guy, but ice cream I'll crush any time of day. I can get down. Yeah. That's one of the only desserts I even like, really. I have, at all times, at least two pints of, like, two big things of ice cream in my freezer. Yeah. Really? At all ta- oh, at all times. Dang. You guys ever sprinkle a little malt powder on your ice cream? No, you've done this before. (laughs) Delicious. No. Chocolate. I might have to get some after work. Now, I do not want like those made up ones by uh, Ben and Jerry. Ah, dang it. I don't want any of that crap. So, Cherry Garcia, I can't say. There's like seven flavors otherwise. I'm talking like flavored ice cream. Well, then if you name them off all the way and take off every once, you're good to go. Now, we'll sit here for a minute just listening to the clock tick. Dynamite Radio. All right, are we ready? Yes, sir. Ice cream flavors, minute to win it. Let's go. Chocolate and vanilla. Okay. Let's get out of the way. Neapolitan. Ah, see, I Strawberry. Have yeah, all right. Okay, that's good. Now we're starting to work. So what's left? Cookies and cream. <laughs> Mo- okay. Moose tracks. Okay. <laughs> How about Rocky Road? Oh, dang it, I had uh, that one. Mm-hmm. Mint chip. Mint chocolate chip, I, which, by the way, pinnacle of ice cream flavors. Ah, boy, I disagree. That's the best of the, the best. The best one? Cookie dough ice cream. Okay. Ooh, that's actually good. That's the best. Hagen Dazs cookie dough ice cream. Forget about it. How about black cherry? There you go. Ah, I'm going to pass a, on That's that. a flavor. I'm going to pass on uh, is, is Does sherbet count? Like orange sherbet? No. That's commie stuff. That's not ice cream. Yeah. Okay, we bite it the same section. Pop, pop, fought out of that one. Uh, how about cherry ice cream? Just cherry. That's actually really good. How about cherry Garcia? Uh, you, know, you can't do that. I can't. Woods rules. I literally have nothing Banana else. Banana ice cream? Oh, my, my, my kids love this. Bubblegum ice cream. Yuck. Oh, that's yuck. That's, yeah. That is that's disgusting. disgusting. That is gross. All right, I've got two left. Peach. Pistachio. Yourself. I almost said it wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had butter pecan ready to go. Oh, I don't think I've ever once had pistachio ice cream, and no. I don't plan on trying it. No, it looks I don't think it's that good. I think I had a, a little spoonful once at one of the, then I was like, I don't want it. It doesn't seem like a flavor that needs to be mixed with ice cream. No, I tried it once because I thought it was mint chocolate chip. And it, oh, I was like, what, a, what a letdown that must <laughs> have been. What is this, broccoli? <laughs> Honestly, banana ice cream, as no. bad as it sounds. It's actually really good. I don't like no. anything banana. Anything synthetic banana flavored is disgusting. I, I take that back, except for banana bread. What about, okay, banana bread's good. What about yeah. bananas? Like Starburst, though? No. Gross. No, that's lemon, dude. It's lemon. But wait. Oh, yeah. No wonder it's so bad. 
This, this banana tastes super sour. No, it's a Laffy Taffy that has the banana. Right, there we go. That's what I was thinking. I brought it up before, but the banana, artificial banana flavor you're tasting is an extinct banana. It used to be around, but now it's not here. Anymore. Okay. That's well, what they say. That was. I think Kelly Jordan actually used it as a... I think we did, yeah. See? Mm. We've made some improvements in the banana field. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think I like the old one better than the new one. Well, doesn't matter. It's gone. It's Take a boat, go to hell. Brian Riley wins today. I made to win it with pistachio ice cream. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Now, we've been hearing about this for, for phones for a long time. That you sometimes in your pocket think your phone is vibrating, but you don't even have your phone on you. Why does that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the exact same thing when people have a limb amputated and they think they can still feel the limb. It's the exact same principle in phantom vibrations. My dad says that. My dad cut off his finger and he says sometimes, it, it, especially early on, yeah, it felt like you still had that whole finger there. That's I, weird. I, yeah. I had an aunt, a great aunt, who lost both her legs and she would say that her legs would still itch even though they weren't there. Can you imagine <sighs> the torture of having an itch oh. in your legs and you can't scratch it? That, that's weird. That would be horrible, right? Mm. Oh, I don't even like thinking about that. She used to tell me that, though. She's like, I still feel like I have my legs, and sometimes they still itch. Well, the reason why we have those things is because the nerve endings actually have memory in them, and so they're still telling the brain, hey, this is going on. And the reason why it does that is because the brain builds something called dendrites to process information quicker, right? So when your phone is in your pocket and it vibrates, and it does that a lot, your brain starts to build quicker synapses so that it can process that information quicker. Boom, the phone's vibrating. Let's go. Well, the problem is sometimes our brains misfire, so they misfire a feeling that we're actually not even having. So that's... Silly itched, huh? <laughs> no, that's fine. actually a good that's, one. That's fine. No, no that's... A, but I mean, who has to answer their phone that fast? No, but your brain, your brain is going to do that regardless just because your brain is always looking for quicker ways yeah. to process. Okay, you know, how, you know how I am constantly in a panic about everything all the time? Yes. Because my brain has... Re- <laughs> yes, underline that, by the way. My brain has rewired itself to constantly be in a panic all the time because probably for about 10 years there, I was always in a panic. I can see that. So your brain rewires itself so it can process information as quickly as possible, and that's why sometimes you'll think you feel your phone vibrating and it's not even there. Because your your brain like misfires a, a memory. Now, do you keep your phone on vibrate? I don't know. I just silent. Okay, silencio. So Wait, you don't even have a vibrate? Doesn't do uh, anything. Because I don't care if someone calls me. That's weird. That yeah, yeah. that seems loose. What Big do you mean? Lo- what do you mean loose? Well, no wonder you never who, answer the phone when who, I call. Who calls anymore? Me. No. You. When's the last time you called me? I don't know. You don't bring me flowers anymore. You don't call. <laughs> I'm sure there was a threat or two I missed. <laughs> but but I, I think it's interesting that the reason why we're feeling that is because our brain is like misfiring a memory. Now, Courtney just texted said that happens to me with my Apple Watch. I feel like my wrist vibrates and I look down. I'm not even wearing my watch. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I always thought it was because we were, we're just so addicted to it that we're so used to grabbing it that we just automatically feel think we feel it yeah yeah i can see that what you are technically you are feeling it because it's telling your brain is saying oh those nerves are feeling a vibration right now so it tells the brain hey answer your phone i had that yesterday i was on the couch watching game of thrones and i thought my phone was going off and i kept grabbing it and looking and it wasn't nothing was happening these things have just destroyed our minds yeah courtney said super interesting thank you courtney I appreciate that. <laughs> He's so confident. Once that, he gets I think she's talking about like the itching part. 
This is a, this is a super tough room, man. This is a tough room, boy. <laughs> iron sharpens iron. <laughs> I found this one super interesting because I did always wonder why I would feel that. Like, That's pretty good. Uh, but it is it, essentially it is like an addiction. But anyway, maybe you didn't find this one interesting. Me and Courtney did. If I can just get one, if I can just reach one listener, that's all I need. And I'll have another one for you tomorrow that maybe one of you will find interesting too. Maybe not, and that's okay, because sometimes, <laughs> maybe it's just me. These people are looking for love. Oh, yeah. We'll help them find it. It's Missed Connections with Kelly and Wood. Man, it sure is. Wood has scoured the internet to find a couple who almost had a love connection. Oh, my. But it ended up being a missed connection, so we use the power of radio to see if we can't thrust them back together. Ugh. Every time he said that, I just get a little ugh. I know. That's why, this- I, that's why I do it. Male for female, it says, I've always had a soft spot for bad girls. Oh, yeah. A little on the trashy side. All right, here we go. First of all, I don't condone these sort of actions. Mm. But, man, I cannot get you out of my mind. I am looking for the tiny redheaded girl who was busted shoplifting at store name. Yeah, don't put that out there. You were possibly drunk, question mark, question mark, with your friend. You two were laughing and almost falling over as you two were running towards the door. When security grabbed your friend, you tried kicking the security guy and fell over. Wild one. Like I said, I don't like stealing, and I think that I can save you from this life. He's looking for a project, girl. You are so sexy. You don't need crime. You don't have to do this. Sounds like she stole his heart. I'm very thankful that you were able to get up and run out of there. Hopefully your friend didn't give your name to the police. I will be keeping my eye out on social media for any crime blotter posts with (laughs) you and try to track you down that way. And obviously, I'm trying on here as well. Please reach out to me, and let's get you off of the streets and into my arms. Oh, I was waiting on a line like that. Oh, yeah. This dude's got a police scanner on his phone just waiting. She's definitely going to rob him if they ever get together. Crazy redhead. Now robbing a quick trip. <gasps> That's her. I'm in hot pursuit. As he pulls in, she pulls out, hits him. <laughs> stolen car. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Well, Wood, you've done all you can do here, my friend. Heart wants what the heart wants. It sure does. Did you make a love connection? Well, we may never know. Oh, my. But I guarantee you'll have another one for us next week when we use the power of radio to see if we can't make a love connection. Ooh. In Missed Connections. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our very first break of the day. We put it here at the end of the podcast. And uh, is this it for the bluegill? Rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P.B. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bo. Plus, uh, I had one of the more uh, absurd things happen to me yesterday. Yes, you did, my friend. Yes, Ugh. you did. You'll hear it all right now. It's called our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. Kelly and Wood. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> perfect timing. Perfect timing, boy. Oh. All right, man. I am feeling energized. Really? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. After the I... social media hissy fit you threw <laughs> yesterday. There was no hissy fit. <laughs> what was a hissy fit? First of all. 
No shirt on. Hell yeah. That's 75 points. <laughs> I, I had to let my tattoo show. Oh, that's right. You know how hard it was to get them angles, to get the bridge in there, my tattoo, and be able to be pointing at the bridge? Was I supposed to know what bridge that was? No. It was okay. just people stuck in traffic. I just thought it was a bridge with like prints on it or something. No, so. it was kind of an a-hole thing for me to post, really, because here I am enjoying the beautiful weather yesterday. Oh, my. And these poor people were stuck, were stuck in traffic on the bridge. Holy what? bazinga. It what? was scorching yesterday. That was a dude this morning. <laughs> yesterday, I was telling my wife, I was like, "This reminds me of living in Texas when you felt like your skin was on fire." We walk outside and it's just that. <laughs> it's oppressive. It's like it's a what, sand you walk into. Yeah, it's like someone throwing a hot towel in your face. And if you have not been outside, we'll, we'll, we'll just go ahead and do it. I'm going to save the 15 people that call in. It is very foggy out. Turn your headlights on. Right. All right. It, it just go ahead and do that. But it is a thick fog. Yeah. Even like my fog lights, like I hit them, boom, boom. You can't see eight feet in front of you. Yeah, it's a wild, it's a wild scene out there. It's gonna cool off this weekend, though. I think today is supposed to be hot, and then it does chill out tomorrow, which is good because a lot of people are gonna be going to that state fair. That state fair, <laughs> the state fair. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't like it because it's fun. It's too many people. No, you just don't. You don't like being outside. No, that's that's oh. Apologize, sir. You don't, you admitted it. Because I'm actually going to uh, Valley Fair for the first time in my entire life. Really? On Saturday. Golly, I haven't been there since, shoot, I don't know, maybe high school. And I'm kind of hoping that the State Fair siphons off. Some of the people from Valley. Well, now you've given everyone a good idea. Well, no, no, it's awful. The it's state, terrible. They're, I heard they beat people when they walk in. The State Fair, we, go, we try and go twice. But it's a little pricey. Yeah. And going out there on a weekday sucks when you have to get up at 3 a.m. the next day. Yeah. So, but that being said, mm-hmm. you know, it only comes around once a year. Allegedly. And, and my kids are all depressed at school starting again. So, you know, we try and lift their spirits with a little yeah, buck up. Hot dog on a stick. Turn it turn around, kids. Huh? No one wanna likes a sourpuss. Let's go. <laughs> uh, are we? Oh, 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 oh. Are we ready to sabotaged. do Are we ready to do this today or not? I am. That that wasn't bad. I know it wasn't. I had a name check and everything in there. (laughs) Ah! I'll say that's an 8.9. Shout out yeah. That's pretty good. Well, you don't pay attention because every single time I throw our names in there. (laughs) And the day of the week. But thank you for paying attention. I'm not sure about that. But, Rachel, I love this text. It's just disrespectful outside. It is, right? You're not wrong. It's like being in someone's mouth. Speaking of disrespectful, I want to bring something up here. Table is yours, my friend. Now, I am not a big holiday guy when it comes to, like, Valentine's Day. Okay. Anniversary. We know this. Birthdays, uh, for the kids and everything, it's fine. I like how you call anniversary a holiday. My birthday, not really a huge deal. I mean, you know, I'm like, Dad, you know, you just want to lay around a little bit, maybe eat a steak. Right. Open something. Doesn't have to be great, but at least make it something. Let me know your thought of me. Show me a little effort. Yeah. All right. Now, I bring this up because yesterday. Please don't tell me yesterday was your birthday. Oh, you wish you'd like that, wouldn't you? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. I'd feel like a jerk. No, it's even worse than that. You know what yesterday was? And I'm surprised it didn't make it into the news and, you know. Armistice Day. It was my sister-in-law's dog's birthday. (laughs) I'm telling you, my kids... Had a level of excitement for this. Oh, my God. Did you throw a party? That dad does. Did I throw a party? Okay. Was there a party in your home? There were children ecstatic for this event. 
I don't even know when. I don't even know how old my dog is or when he was born. When I came home, you know, one of the great feelings as a dad is when you come in the door and the kids, hey, oh, dad's I miss here. That. Right? And they run up and they give you the big hug. Big hug, yeah. I walk in yesterday expecting the red carpet. Yeah. He has returned. The breadwinner. Yes. The one who's keeping us all here. Our hero. And I hear, oh, kids come running around the corner. Oh, it's you. What, they thought it was the dog? Yep. <laughs> what do you mean? It's me. Oh, we thought you were uh, Jenny in Berkeley. It's Berkeley's birthday. <laughs> Murphy A is dressed up. To the nines for a dog's birthday. Your daughter put on the Sunday best. She has on her dog t-shirt. She has her dog earrings in. She even had my wife do her hair to make it look like big floppy ears. Did she put that much work into your birthday? Hell no. (laughs) And this is what broke my heart. In her hand, she was possessed. A handmade birthday card for the dog. This, This is irritating me, man. And normally I'm all about this kind of stuff. Mm. But but knowing when a dog's birthday even is is just miraculous. Hey, you know what? That's fine. And I get it. There's people out there that love their dog and God love you. All right. My dog and I, we, we have a little bit of a death vendetta against each other. Yeah. He believes he's in charge of the house. I know I'm in charge of the house. Yeah. But yesterday, it, it hurt my heart a little bit when I said, hey, does no one, does no one love dad? It's not your birthday. You don't know that. You know, for you claiming to be such a tough guy, you're super needy. No. You are. I'm not needy. I just want to be loved. <laughs> as much as I give all of these little, you know, clinger-ons and mouth breathers, as I tell them, hey, without me, who knows where you would be? Living under a bridge for they probably think of, They probably think that same thing a lot. Man, bro- who knows where we'd be without that guy? Let's just get out of here. <laughs> Can't be that bad, right? I like beans. <laughs> but I, I just, it blew my mind a little bit. Yes, And of course, when the dog did come home, everyone had fun yeah. because they had a little pup cup. Did you have cake? No. Okay. I mean, if there would have been cake, I'd have eaten it. I wouldn't have been happy about it, but you know, hey. Were there, were there party hats? No. Okay. <laughs> Noisemakers. No, no. It, like, literally what I described to you was probably the end of it. Okay. But, you know, when the dog did come in, everyone got very excited. Everyone gave him a hug. Not me. I, I'm always afraid to talk about dogs on the air because of the dog lovers. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll just hear something that you're not actually saying, maybe. But <laughs> I wish that I loved my dog that much. Nothing's stopping you? He is. <laughs> He's just a—he's a sweet dog, and and I'm the only one who takes care of him. I'm the only one who walks him. I brush him. Poor I'm, Jack. I'm the only one who does any of that stuff, right? So it's not like I'm mean to this dog or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I just—I don't know what it is. I, maybe something. Maybe I'm. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, where you don't have emotions properly. Closed off. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I just can't cross that bridge to love this dog as much as. Say you guys love that dog who had his birthday yesterday. Yeah. Well, no, that's a bridge too far, my friend. <laughs> Honestly, like it is wild to me how much. But it, you know what? Here's a good thing. I do like the fact that my kids do like pets and take care of pets because there is some responsibility to it. Absolutely. I've said 100%. I will. And to this moment, I think I've maybe taken the dog out one time. For a walk? No, to, to, to go to the bathroom. Oh, like one gosh. time. I, I said it. Look, I don't want a dog. Andrew says, I want a dog. What do we do? We get a dog. Of course. Fine. That's okay. But I'm not taking care of it. I don't know where the dog food is. I, I can get it water because I know where the water is. Yep. But 
So my kids have a level of responsibility to know that, okay, after we eat, the dog eats, the dog needs to go out, they got to clean up the yard. So there is some aspect of responsibility my kids are learning. But that dog, I'm telling you, if I died around it, It he'd eat my eyeballs. Yeah. Without a doubt. He's eyeing you up already. Before the body was even cold. He's like, man, keep on eating that salt, big boy. Yeah, go ahead. Tenderize them muscles for me. (laughs) You'll be delicious. I said the same thing to my family, too. I don't want a dog. And I've, God forbid when our dog does pass away, which we don't know when because we have no idea how old he is. And you can't see the future. Right. But, I mean, you could kind of. Thanks for cluing me in on that. (laughs) You could kind of guess. You know? I don't know. Some dogs hang on. If your dog's 14, you'd probably be like, all right, he maybe got two years left, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've said, look, when Jack goes to the Rainbow Bridge, I don't want another dog. We're not good dog owners. I do not. My wife is very affectionate to the dog. Yeah, you'll get another dog, though. I, I don't want one, man. It's coming. It's coming. I, I, don't, I don't allow him on the furniture, so we can't cuddle because mm-hmm. of the shedding. I can't stand the shedding. I hate the poop in the backyard. I hate how the pee kills my grass. No, you'll have another dog. You'll have another dog before this dog dies. That's how that goes. I did think about it one time we were at the Humane Society. I forgot why we were there. I don't remember why we were at the Humane Society. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, maybe another dog wouldn't be such a bad idea. I'm like, Kelly, what the hell are you thinking? That's how it happens, man. One toe in and it's all of a sudden gone. And it's like, I like dogs and everything like that, but my allergies are so bad. Like, I can't give the dog the affection it needs. Yeah, I'm sure otherwise you'd be snuggling with it in bed. Well, it's, it's like every time I call my dad, he has his dog on his lap asleep on him. It's a yeah. giant, dumb bulldog. Right. And I'm, and I'm not being mean to the dog. The dog literally has the IQ of like four. Right. I've well, I don't the, know. What is a normal dog's IQ? I don't know. I've watched the dog walk into a wall. Okay. I mean, come is on. Is it blind? No. It's just dumb. <laughs> but his he, face itched. But my dad loves it. My mom loves her dog. My mom's even said, like, if something happened to us, it's like in their will that we have to take dogs yeah. to get any money. I'm still on the fence whether or not which way we're going on that one. <laughs> so good. So glad to be so glad to be alive this morning. Absolutely, especially with the heat and everything. Like Laura Texan says, hey, it's disgusting outside. I saw it at a farmer's market yesterday. I was absolutely amazed at the amount of customers that support us all. I love to see that, man. That's really cool, man. Because, you know, hey, you need, we got to rely on each other sometimes. Community, my friend. To get us through. Absolutely. Speaking of community. Oh. (laughs) I have bored you guys to tears with stories of this piece of crap boat that I have. True. It's called the Bluegill. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a 1970 Starcraft 16-foot open bow. Flunk, uh, sunk twice. Sunk twice. Mm -hmm. Nonstop motor troubles with this thing. Started on fire started a couple on months fi- ago. Yep. Well, no, almost started on fire. <sighs> well, I don't know if there was a fire because I didn't take the engine cover off just in case there was a fire. Why would you? I Let that to, problem simmer. I, I wanted to contain it. Starve it of oxygen. I was like, you know what? I'm degreasing the engine right now. I like it. So yesterday, hot as Hades outside. And I say to my son, hey, we had a lot of fun on the boat this summer. How come you don't want to go out with me anymore? He says to me, dad, I, I don't trust that motor. I took offense to this. I said, come on, let's go on the river and we'll go swimming. Mm -hmm. River is nice and cool all the time, right? Flowing water. That's right. Kerplunk. So he's like, Dad, I just don't trust the motor, especially on the river. And to which my wife is in the background. You're not taking him on the river in that thing. Wow. And I was like, That's your son. I know. I was like, why do I need your permission to do things with my son? You know what? That is your seed. To hell with it. I'm out of here. I'm hitting the river by myself. Oh, so you, so you let your kid get your way. All right, cool. Got, gotcha. Well, I'm not going to, because I'm not forcing him to do anything, because then that ruins my time. All right. You dig? 
So I'm out on the river, and it is euphoric out there. It's hot. Every you know, every 15 minutes, I'm jumping in the river. Ooh, nice shot of cold to the old spine. You put a little picture on Facebook, I saw. Yeah, the I Kelly did. and Wood Facebook page? I sure did. Mm-hmm. Showing off my tattoo. Oh. Saying, I feel sorry for these suckers up here on the bridge stuck in traffic while I'm down here living my best life. Mm-hmm. And it was all good. Until I text my wife, hey, headed back to the boat ramp. I'm about three miles from it. I'll be home in a little bit. I'm driving, and a sound comes out of the motor to which I can only describe as a meat grinder with no meat in it. Okay. Some gears were grinding, if you will. Does that make any sense? Okay. And I thought I had run aground because I just instantly lost all power. Do you have maybe, can you give me a... a, a, I can't. A, a sound. It's, it's too soon. It, it's too soon. It's okay. the, the the wound is still way too fresh. That's what I hear in my mind's eye. Ka-kunk. Now this motor is giving me trouble many a time. Mm-hmm. But something was different this time. I couldn't get it going again, and it just it was it was more. It wasn't like a kunk. It was like a. I gotcha. And and then that was it. So all right, hook up the trolling motor. I'm about three miles from the boat ramp. Down river. So I got to go up river against the against current. Against the current. With a trolling motor that is way too small for this boat. And what is that, like a half horsepower maybe? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. They don't even measure it in horsepower. It goes, by horse. like, it goes by like foot pounds or something like that. It's, it's like, like one of those horses you get for a kid's birthday. So there I am, cover off the motor to show I'm in distress. Ah. And just... Mm-hmm. There's no one on the river. There's no one else around. And I'm just praying that someone will see me. Maybe because the heat index was at like 115 yesterday. Well, why wouldn't you go on the water then? Because the heat index was 115. You jump in the water, fool. Okay. We live in the land of lakes. All right. Jump in the water. Cool off. What, are you just sitting in the house all day yesterday? Yeah. It sounds like with everyone else. (laughs) Looking out their window. The river was definitely wide open. (laughs) And I'm just... It took me about two and a half hours to get from where I was Ooh. back to the boat. That's why I'm a little on the sunburn side. Today. Sassy. Because I was out there just sizzling. Ooh. And I didn't have any water. I had drank all my water because the heat index was 115. Uh-huh. Yesterday. I didn't have any white claws. I didn't have anything. I had no moisture. That's not good. So every 20 minutes, I'm jumping off the boat into the water because I'm just boiling With out your there. mouth open? <laughs> yeah, just, the, you know what? <laughs> the diarrhea will be worth it. Mm, um, so I'm just, and it took me about two and a half hours to get to the boat ramp. And I texted my cousin, Stephen, who has been side by side with me through every problem this boat has had. Mm-hmm. I said, I think she's done. I was like, something was different today about the noise and the, what I smelt and what I saw. I think she's done. Now, there was no smoke. I don't know. No, there wasn't any smoke. No fire. No fire, no okay. smoke, but the sound. The sound hit different. It it slapped a little different yesterday. So you get back, you load her on up. Now, should you have flown a flag like upside down? Is there an, a, a SOS signal <laughs> for boating? I'm in distress. I didn't, who would have saw it? There's no one else out there. Fair point. Finally, as I get within maybe, I don't know, 100 yards of the boat ramp, here comes a pontoon. You all right? I was like, no. Where were you three miles ago? <laughs> As you try to blink and your eyes like stuck with no moisture. Too, I didn't want to shut the. I didn't want to stop stop the trolling motor because every time I would stop it to get out and swim, you'd lose a little. I'd lose a little, two steps up, one step back. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so I was just like, I was. I was a little sad yesterday. <laughs> As I pulled on, as I struggled to get this thing back on the trailer against the current of the river, I thought this bad boy's done. Now, 
when you returned home yes to the loving embrace of your family did they tell you the old i told you so or my son lovingly said to me i'm so glad i didn't go out with you thanks buddy <laughs> yeah you could have rode <laughs> yeah for real laid on your tummy and done the whole dog <laughs> paddle helped me out a little bit but i just you know look the bluegill has been a topic of this show, as I said, way too much. It's almost like we've lost a family member here. That's how I felt yesterday as I was driving home. And everyone's like, well, just get a new motor for it. I'm like, well, the motor isn't the only problem. The transom is cracked. Mm-hmm. There's a hole in the bottom of it, kind of. You probably have a black mold situation going on there, there at may some be. point. It, yeah. does, it smells like an old basement. The, mm-hmm. the whole boat smells like an old basement. You probably got some wiring issues with those speakers that you've thrown in there. There's about 30 speakers in there. Yeah. A lot of LED lights. It's it's maybe time to just say, hey, you're 50 years old. Mm-hmm. You, you gave it one hell of a run. It's time to shut her down. Actually, I think it may be on your son's side. <laughs> Things are rolling death trap. <laughs> it makes me sad, though. Just I think the bluegill's dead. Now, you did call that one place you found like way up in like the tippy-top part of Minnesota. Yes. Maybe you could call them and see if you could buy the rest of that junk motor that they have. They'll probably sell to you for like nine bucks. Can I be honest, though? You don't want it. I don't want this anymore. I, don't, I, want, some, I want some confidence when I'm out on the water. Not constantly like, oh boy, on a, on a wing and a prayer, I pray that this motor gets me back to where I need to go. I w- you know, there was one time my wife and I shared a car. This is back when we first were getting started in our relationship and marriage and all that. Yeah. And we were, we were pretty, pretty broke. Yes. And I bought a Jeep from a guy in a Burger King parking lot Solid. for 500 bucks. How you always should buy a car. I had to carry a hammer with me inside the car because the starter had like a flat spot. Oh, you rap, rap, rap. Well, you turn and you just get nothing. And it's not the battery, it's the start. I had to get out underneath the car with the hammer, smack the starter a couple times yeah. to move it. Boom, start right up. Let me tell you, that feeling walking to the truck. And you're shaking your keys. You're like, oh, dear God, please start. And you get in. That that feeling does suck. It does. Now, imagine being on the water, heading towards a dam. and <laughs> that same feeling? I can maybe understand where Vinny's coming from. I, I, there was a good mile between me and the dam, so I knew I was okay that way. All right. But knowing I was about three miles from the boat launch was disheartening. I honestly probably would have just jumped out of that boat, got on the phone to my insurance company right away, and said, hey... <laughs> It went over the dam. Would you believe this? Like from your social media, it looked like you were having the time of your life. <laughs> I, I'd like to report a stolen boat. <laughs> According to your Facebook. Anyway, but, if you you know when you're when you're saying your prayers tonight, if you could just say one for the old bluegill. So you do believe this is finally it? Because you you've thrown dirt on this boat about seven I have, times. But this was different. Okay this this was the this was a sound that it was like wow something's bad deep inside. I like how Thomas uh, texts this in. The boat deserves a full-fledged funeral like the dog had got a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, give it the old Viking funeral. What do you do? You like send it out and set it on then fire? You shoot an arrow of fire at it? Yeah. Oh, that thing would go whoosh and just be gone. I'm not going to lie to you. If we do that, I'll actually show up to that. <laughs> if we're setting things on fire, pretty good chance the wood's going to show. Anyway, that was my evening. Should we do some history, my friend? I'm all sad now. Because of the boat? What? History? Too soon? It, way too soon. <laughs> way too soon, man. I'm not I'm not even ready to talk about it. I think y'all just cut a chunk off that boat and then just send the rest out. Where? I don't even know how to get rid of a boat. I'd probably drop that thing in some <laughs> abandoned parking lot. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey, the registration's to your dead dad, so you're okay on that. Yeah. Good luck tracking you down. <laughs> All right, let's do some history. All right. <laughs> just a boat sitting there. Ugh. I bet if I took it to like downtown Minneapolis and just dropped it off. No, even they'd be like, nah, no thanks. <laughs> we'll wait to rob the next car. All right, what it was on this day all the way back in the year 1992. Yeah, you Come on, baby, let's go. Boots by Brooks and Dunn was number one on the charts on this day. Dang. And boy, that ushered in a whole season. I mean, I was pretty young at the time, but I just remember the line dancing really took off back then. Did you ever have to do line dancing in gym? No. We did one semester, and let me tell you, the wood was very vocal about it sucking. Dude, I went to school in North Minneapolis. Mm. We weren't trying to do no line dancing. No, we brought that in. I was like, no, gym is where we're supposed to throw... Balls at the other kids. Yeah. Let's get this back on track. We're not here. trying to do the tush push. Yeah, we're we're gonna separate the strong from the weak here. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh on this day wood back in nineteen ninety eight, which I can't believe it was that long ago. I think we can agree one of the funniest sitcoms of all time. Oh yeah. That's and- just great characters all throughout that show, too. That 70s show premiered on this day in 1998. So think about that. So the, that show would have been like 25 years. So now if we did a show about 25 years ago, it would be 1998. Well, and they've tried to do like that 90s show. Yeah. I never watched it, even though it had Red and Kitty in it. I was just eh. Yeah. But when I first watched that show, man, I, I, I so like. I was foreman. I was Hyde. Like, I was those kids, right? I yeah. mean, that was like my junior year in high school. It's like, that's it for me. Now I watch the show. I'm like, my God, I am red. <laughs> Feels good, too. <laughs> I like it. You know? It's it's amazing, that transformation. You go. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm actually re-watching that show now. Nice. It's a good one. Uh, on this day in 2012. I view this situation as um, one big lie. Lance Armstrong repeated a lot of times. Whoops. Lance Armstrong announces he will not contest the U.S. anti-doping agency charges of doping, a result of which will include being stripped of all of his Tour de France victories. Huge knob. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, think like I always like to think, even the worst person probably did some good, and he did a ton to raise awareness oh, dude, and raise money for uh, you know cancer. So. You can't take away from Live Strong like that. They they help millions of people. Yeah, so I like to think of that. I mean, yeah, he was a cheat, but I, back then I think everybody in every sport, by the way, was cheating mm-hmm. hand over fist because the 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 tests and everything, the way to catch people, had not caught up to everyone cheating. So it's pretty wild to see. Actually, look back on it. Uh, let's do some birthdays real quick, Wood. All right, celebrating a birthday today. What's up? Came here to let you go. Pardon me? Came here to fire you, Jerry. Jay Moore. That's one of my mm. favorite scenes from Jerry Maguire. Jay Moore plays a really smug person well. He does. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the blonde hair. I don't know what it is. And I I, I have no idea if he's smug in real life. I hope not. But man, if, if he isn't, what an actor. He was on the Adam Carolla podcast a lot when I used to listen to that. And he seemed like a good dude. That's good. He seemed like a funny guy. Now He's got to be like, I'm going to say 51 today. Ah, you're a little bit low, actually. <laughs> he's the ripe old age of 53 today. All right. And also celebrating a birthday today. You know what? Rick Springfield. Did he, he had a couple other hits, I think. But he did, yeah, but this is... Oh, 
This is a great song. It's a, I should put this in a country quick mix. What movie is that? Is it is it Blow? Where he walks in, there's that little Asian guy in the corner in his underwear throwing like fireworks, and this song's blasting. No, that's uh ah, what is that song? What is that movie about? Boogie Nights. That's right. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh boy, it's, it's weird to me. I always think of that scene when I hear that song. He's got to be seventy five. Oh, you're close. Oh, what the? Oh, come on. Oh, jeez. That was it. Oh, 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 there Thank we go. Thank you. All right. He's seventy four today. Okay. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we would love to wish you a happy birthday as well.